Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, Successful Life Podcast is a space where you can hear stories from badass entrepreneurs and influencers that collectively have millions of listeners and followers. You get to hear their backstories and where they are currently. We discuss how precious your life is and crucial it is to live with a purpose and die knowing the person looking in the mirror today. This is the successful life. Corey Barrier, yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your time to live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, two, one, let's go. Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I am your host, Corey Barrier, and I am here with Jack Matt. Is it Jack Matthews? Yeah, Jack Matthews. Jack Matthews. I usually F up everybody's last name. So fortunately, Matthews was easy enough. I didn't have to mess it up. So what's up, Jack? Oh, man. Just uh, living the dream, man. Out here trying to be an entrepreneur, man. I hear you, brother. So, Jack, um, dude, I, I'm so excited to bring you on because I can't wait for you to walk the audience through kind of how you – fans plan is – something that I'm super interested in hearing you talk about. So, I mean, I know it's your baby. So tell me, tell me what, how did you come about doing fans plan? Like, and if if I'm not mistaken, Jack, you, you didn't take any investment, right? That's correct. So uh, we, we, yeah, we bootstrapped the whole project. Um, So, I mean, I guess I got to take you back to the beginning because that's kind of how I ended up here. Right. Like, so my thing was, is I used to be in marketing, I used to do marketing and I saw a huge need for basically influencers, entrepreneurs, those kind of people to basically be able to take their talents and to monetize them without having to run the ads on the Facebooks, the Instagrams. And um, I always thought that was kind of like a broken model. And that was for me, like, I don't know, it was just an opportunity. I looked at it and I said, you know what, let's do something different. And, um, you know, we, we started out. Uh, we launched, we launched about one year ago, about literally May 30th of this year will be one year. And, uh, it's just crazy. Like to, you know, have an idea and, you know, execution is everything. Right. And it's all the things, it's all the things in the beginning. Right. And just staying consistent, working through the, the, the technical things, working with the team, like all of those things, like it's, it's quite the process, you know, and it's like a big step up from, from doing marketing and things like that, that I was doing. And it really, it, it really, it, it, you got to have complete focus in on it. Like, you know what I'm saying? In because we're, we're living in such a day and age where people need this. And that's the whole point is that the people need this. And they, they, I, I think that we've been sold so many misconceptions about social media that 
it really comes down to just re-educating people about like how to use social media correct correctly. Right. So Jack, here's I think my biggest question, right? So I, you know, and this is not a super popular uh, subject, but I got to be honest, dude, like I, I wonder, like I'm waiting for the day to wake up and like everything be wiped out for my social media, because maybe I share something that is offensive to, well, let's just say politically, right? Um, I'm pretty open about where I stand. And, you know, I, I share stuff from time to time about where I stand and that gets, you know, monitored. And so I hate that. I hate that I feel like I'm not really free to share the information that I want to share. And granted, it's not my platform. So I, I can't be mad if, you know, Facebook or Instagram wants to shadow ban or, 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 or block content at the same time, I wasn't sold that it, it wasn't sold that way. It was sold that I can come and say what I need to say and I won't be, you know, I may be judged by people around me, but I'm not going to be censored. Right. So tell me, do I have to worry about that with fans plan? Great question. And so the way that I view social media for me personally, and what I see, I see that social media is like a, you know, town square, right? It's where we should all be able to come and we should all be able to say whatever it is that is on our mind, speak our peace, basically. And as a community, the community should decide, okay, is this like the community should be the one to, I don't think the platform's job, the platforms, that's not their job. And I think that's where it's no, I mean, everybody knows, I mean, freedom of speech is under attack. And so, you know, at Fans Plan, one of the things that we are, you know, building upon is that free, you know, that we're not going to be the, we're not going to be the platform that's out here censoring people. We're going to give people the opportunity to say whatever that is that they want to say and, and really paint their picture. And then from there, the community will decide, okay, is this, a, is this too far or whatever? And the, now if somebody's calling for violence, that's a, that's a different story. If somebody's calling violence on a group of people, that's one thing. But for me, I just feel that we're living in a day and age where it's all about, do we, do we understand our power? Do we understand that we're at a real pivotal moment in our, like we're living through history right now. And so that's why, you know, for me, again, I just, I saw the opportunity here to really like do something different and to really empower people and to not disempower people. I feel like so many things with social media nowadays, the only thing that gets out and that gets publicity is the bad things. And that's a problem. If, if that's all that social media is for, then we should pack it up and go home and that should be it. I just don't think that that's really what it's for. I think that, like I said, it's a town square. It allows everybody for, to have a conversation, right? And I want to hear from everybody. I want to know what everybody's point of view. I would much rather know where you stand than, than not know where you stand. And so that's how I feel about it. And that's why, for me, I, I just want to be that platform that can empower people, not disempower people. Yeah, and I think you're right. It's, it's not the job of you know, Facebook or Instagram, well, I guess it's one and the same, but it's not their job to, to moderate the content, in my opinion. And so, Jack, let me ask you a question. You know, what if, let's just say you get, let's say you get six more months down the road and things are going phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And then you get the call because the platform has taken off and you get the call and you get a ridiculous offer. What do you do? So again, it kind of goes back to the vision that I have. Um, you know, this vision again, it's it's been a it's been a journey to get me here. 
And so it's like, it's like, for me, I'm not doing this for the money. I'm really not. And I'm really doing this to create change. I'm really doing this to, again, to empower people. Because I believe, again, we've been, the information that we have got about the internet is wrong. It's flawed. And not only that, it's even just how to make money today in the world. It's, they need to, we need to come out with basically educate. We need to educate people on how to use the internet correctly. See, the, the internet is a really powerful tool. See, this is the thing that is that also people don't realize about how powerful, you know, a platform could be if like for people that to actually like monetize their gifts, to, to share their knowledge on a platform and to actually yeah. make money through that. That was one of the things that I saw with, with, you know, the marketing background that I saw, you know, I knew many entrepreneurs. I've lived in LA. I've lived, now I live in Miami. I've, I've met a lot of great entrepreneurs and I've realized that even the greatest of entrepreneurs, they struggle with marketing. They struggle with branding. They struggle with all of these different things. So if you could basically simplify the process, I think it would make a lot of sense. And I think that people will find great value. And it, it's just, we're living in that time where we have to recognize our power. Yeah. And I, you know, it's interesting that you say it that way because I, I you know, listen, I mean, this is so important because you never know what you may say or may not say to somebody that could affect the rest of their life. And maybe you don't even know that person, right? I mean, look, I've had things, I've had, you know, a couple of videos like, you know, do fairly well on TikTok and you wouldn't believe some of the shits people say. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, you know, I, I don't know if people have nothing better to do. I don't have time to go on your page and talk shit to you. Like, I just don't, I just don't. So it's interesting because where do people, where do people find the time to do all this? Well, I'll tell you, I think, I think here's another thing that was, that went wrong with Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of these platforms. See with fans plan, we're all about real people. We're about real people. And we're, we're like, basically everybody on the platform at a certain process, they, they are, they are verified on the platform. And so that, I think that's also the thing is like, a lot of these communities have done it wrong because they're just solely after numbers or solely after data basically just trying to get your data out of you. So they don't really care. And I think that with, again, for me, I'm trying to build a community of leaders that of thought leaders, real thought leaders that are actually moving the conversation forward, not just pointing the finger, but actually saying, Hey, like, let's bring like, let's bring everybody along. Because again, I believe that we got to get the information from the people that have it to the people that need it. That's right. dude. I agree wholeheartedly. So, um, so Jack, so this platform, is it, is it free? Is it, are you, is it something you charge for? How do you, how do you make, uh, and maybe you're, you don't make any money out. I don't know. How does it work? Yeah. So great question. So it's a revenue share model. Um, basically what happens is, is when you, let's say you make, uh, you know, hundred dollars, right? We would take a 20% and then you would get 80% of that. Now let me explain because where, where that money's going because I think that's very critical for people to understand. So right. let's say that you, let's say that you refer me to fans plan. Okay. Okay. When, when that 20% is deducted from, from let's say a sale that is generated, you would make 5% of that, of that 20% that we're taking, you would now make 5% of that to, because you referred me to the platform. Oh, really? Yeah. So, 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 if, we, I, so if I refer like 500 people, I'm getting 5% of 500 people. Yes. hundred percent for a lifetime. Wow, dude. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, because again, I it goes it goes back to the whole marketing thing. Like I've done marketing for so long 
that I still believe that word of mouth is still always going to be that, that one thing that kind of binds us all together, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. And just to give everybody some context, you did marketing for uh, the whole division of North America, right? For yep. Porsche. Yep. Right? Porsche. Yep. Tell, tell us about that. That's pretty impressive, dude. Yeah. So I was living in LA and, uh, so again, I, you know, literally, if you guys could have met me 10 years ago, I was living in my mom's basement, literally living in my mom's basement, North Carolina, small town, one stoplight, Tyro, North Carolina, and um, was living there and just, you know, I always had this vision. I always wanted to just go for it. You know, I always been a dreamer. I always been somebody that just like wanted to dream. And, um, you know, I moved to California. When I got to California, I didn't know what I was going to do. I really had no clue, Corey, to be real with you. When I got there, um, I just remember somebody years ago had spoke something into me. They said, you know, Jack, you have the gift of gab. <laughs> and that's what they told me. They said, you got the gift of gab, son. You never met a stranger. They said, you could either be a preacher or you could be a car salesman. And for whatever reason, that always stuck with me. And, and I don't know why, but, you know, they always say you can only connect the dots looking backwards, never forwards. When I moved to L.A., I, I, on everything I love, literally, this, I, this came back to me. And I heard that person say, you could be a car salesman, you could be a preacher. I wasn't ready to be a preacher. So I was like, all right, let me let me be a car salesman. And I started um, selling Toyotas. And I worked at Toyota for around seven months. And I, and I worked really hard. You know, first one there, last one to leave, like I was grinding. And, and I just, again, I'm, I'm trying to live my dream. You know, I'm like, I'm literally, I'm, I'm trying to live my dream. Everybody back in North Carolina, they're like, is he going to make it? Is he not? Right? Like they, they all have their, their viewpoints. And I'm like, let's go, you know? And so, you know, I'm one day, literally, and again, I want to tell your audience that, you know, your whole life can change by one meeting. You know, you can literally meet somebody today that you've never met and your whole life can change. And so I think that's also another thing that I started to realize is like proximity to people is really power. Like the, the better quality of people you surround yourself with, the, the higher quality of people you, you're involved with, the better that your life will be. And so making that shift, getting out of my comfort zone, moving to L.A., right? I position myself one day I'm in the elevator. I, I get in the elevator. There's a gentleman in there and uh, dressed just very nice suit and tie, just like me, because I mean, I'm selling cars, too. And I say, man, like, what do you do? And he says, I'm a finance manager at Porsche. And I said, oh, man, like, we just become great friends. Like, what, like what's up, man? And, you know, and again, gift of gab, I'm just like, I, again, I just started telling him, I'm like, dude, I just moved out here, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, all right, I'll tell you what, get you an interview. It's up to you to sell yourself. I said, man, say no more. So I get there. I go in. They, they interview me. They hire me right on the spot. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I, again, I'm seven months into the car business. And I'm like, but I, I guess they could just tell I was hungry. Like, they, I don't know what it was, the energy, they could tell. And then they hire me. So then I'm like, man, I got to perform. You know, that was the whole thing is that they said, you know, you got to perform. And so I was like, you know, I'm not about to lose this opportunity. Like, this is, my, this is what I've been waiting for. And so this is at a time, this is, this is many years ago now. I was at a time and basically what I did is I'm sitting there and I actually did it to like show the people back in North Carolina that like, hey, look at me, like I've got these Porsches out here, like all this stuff I posted up on Facebook, I posted up on Facebook and um, lo and behold, somebody in San Diego, California, which is about two hours away from LA, they, they reach out and they say, Hey, that car, is that car for sale? And I said, yeah, it's for sale. And they say, I'm going to come down there on Friday. I'm going to buy that car. And I, you know, at the time I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Friday comes, this guy comes in walking in, he comes in and he's, he buys the car. I'm not kidding. He buys it cash, literally cash. So I'm bl my mind's blown. My mind's blown. So I'm like, yo, wait a second. The internet, that's whenever me, me had this, I had this like light switch go on that like, wait a second, this thing is a tool. It's a tool, man. And 
we've just been misled. We've been misguided, misdirected. And so I was like, dude, like what, what the heck? So then I'm like, okay, like, let's, let's, let's go even deeper with this. So then I started looking at like how the, how the store that I was working at, they, they, how their marketing was set up and they and they basically like had no marketing. Like they were just waiting on people to come into the store and which they have a great brand. Everybody knows Porsche is a great brand, right? Porsche is a great brand, but they, but they had no marketing. They had nothing. And, and we're in, we're in downtown LA and our direct competitor was Beverly, just put things in, in like context, our direct competitor was Beverly Hills. And so they have, they're like the number two store in all of the nation. So they have, they're selling cars like candy bars. And so then here comes little, here comes, you know, countrified Jack from North Carolina to move into LA. And I don't know if whatever reason, like the people there, they just started really like, I mean, I, I was, I got hot, you know what I'm saying? I started selling cars left and right. And uh, I'm like, wow, like this is crazy. And then, so then I'm like, you know, the, where, where do we go from here? So then I start talking to my boss because my boss he, I don't know if like whatever reason he like believed in me as well. Like he just really believed in me. I've always had people along the way that they believed in me. And, and so, and they maybe seen something in me that I didn't see in myself even. And so. That's such a good point, Jack. I got to stop you just one second, dude. That's such an important part right there. Because look, I got to tell you, when I began coaching, I had to hire somebody that believed in me because I didn't believe in myself enough to to work with other people. So I think that's such a great point. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I had, I had to tell you that. Go ahead. Yeah. And that's also the thing is that my life started to change when I started to get mentors, you know, Grant Cardone was one of my very first mentors. And I, again, I was, it was actually before I even worked at Porsche. So kind of backtracking a little bit, Grant, you know, I read his book and I just, I, for something like for me, also like my dad was kind of in and, in and out of my life. And when I seen Grant, I don't know for whatever reason, I was like, man, like this, this is my dad right here, you know? And yeah. so I'm like, I started studying every little piece of Grant Cardone you can find. And they used to call me literally at the Toyota dealership before I went to Port. They used to call me little Grant Cardone. And, uh, and so like, I, I was just really drawn to Grant Cardone, you know? And so I go meet him one day, literally in LA, I, I go meet him. And from that day forward, I don't know, he, like he, he basically gave me permission to just go for it. And so there, then I'm like, well, dang, like, I need to go to his conferences. I need to do this. I need to go there. And then again, I start like, again, you get out of your comfort zone, right? You start showing up right. for yourself, right? Cause yeah, you're, you're going to see Grant Cardone, but really you're showing up for yourself. And right. so then man, my, my whole life starts to change cause I'm getting better information in. Right. And my beliefs are expanding. I think that's one thing that I've learned and that we can hit on is like your belief level, right? Like everything goes back into your belief level. So when you have mentors, when you have coaches, when you have these people that they, they help you with that belief level, there's nothing that you can't do, right? But so many times we try to do things on our own, right? Because early on in my journey, I guess that's whenever I would get myself in trouble was when I was like looking for that instant gratification and not trying to build it correctly. And so I, I think that that's also one thing I try to tell people now is to like do it, it do things with a, with a structure. You know, if you, if you have a plan, right? Because a lot of people don't have a plan. If you don't have a plan, then you plan to fail. And so you got to have a plan. You, for me, it, you know, I do a manifestation room all the time and it's all about writing it down, man. Like my life started to change when I started to give myself directions. Yeah, that's such an important part. So, you know, so when you say your life changed, you Grant gave you the belief that you didn't have, right? And it, it literally could be that simple. It could be somebody right here in the audience, like, you know, because we're streaming this on Clubhouse. It could be somebody right here in the audience that needed to hear that, that maybe 
that'll propel their life forward. You know? Well, that's the thing is we have to recognize our power. We have to recognize our power, Corey. We don't realize that we are the book that somebody out there, the only book that they'll read. And so when I started realizing that as well, um, you know, this month, this month is May, this is, uh, you know, mental health awareness month. I lost my best friend to suicide. Um, and it was, that was another time in my life when things, when I made a shift, you know, when I made a shift, when I started realizing how important just everything is like when people call you, like it, it literally takes two seconds to just pick up the phone, no matter how busy you are, right. you know, because that one time you don't answer the phone, you never know. Like somebody might be at that rock bottom, like they need you to pick up the phone. And so I started realizing that every, like, uh, number one, again, I can't get on this stage and talk without faith. Like faith makes it possible, right? Like when I started making that shift as well, like understanding that the universe wants to co-create with me, God loves me. He, I'm like, I'm his highest form of creation. Like when I started stepping into that, like energy of just like belief that like that there's that he, he brought me here for a reason. And th even though sometimes in life we have to go through certain things, what is it that, what is the story that we're telling ourselves? Are we building ourselves up? Or are we tearing ourselves down? That's right. This episode of the Successful Life Podcast is brought to you by House Call Pro. Whether you're looking to streamline your operations, reduce paperwork, or boost revenue, House Call Pro is your all-in-one business solution. Transform your business today with essential tools and support designed to drive efficiency and deliver exceptional customer service. To learn more, click the link in the show notes. A good point, dude, because in and listen, self-talk, self-talk is so big. I mean, I know for me, for years, you know, I would say, gosh, why'd you do that, dumbass? You don't really realize the impact that your own words can have on yourself, right? Set aside everybody else that hears those, you know, that that does hear you speak, that internal dialogue can tear you down and it will tear you down if you let it 100 so you got to be really you got you to be really come a, a master of your mind you know your mind will play tricks on you that's the thing is that your mind will play tricks on you the, the mind likes to tend to make things worse than it is and so for me as well like i'm, I'm just going to be transparent i'm either really high or i'm either really low and when i learned that i said well i definitely don't want to stay low and even if i'm that up there so high then that's probably not good either because then i'm going to it's going to feel like not organic, not real, right? Like I want to, I want to be able to be present in my life, like at all times, at all times. Like, I think that's what, for me, that uh, Grant Cardone really did for me is that just making me realize that, you know, I have these goals and then to just, just dream really big, like take your goals, 10 X them, right? Like that's what he says. I say, just dream big because dreams are free. Right. That's right. When I first started out, that's all I had. All I had when I moved out of my mom's basement was a dream, you know? But I had the belief and I say, okay, and I backed it by faith. And then here I am today. So it's just, you know, I try to tell people that it's like your, your life can really like, you can jack your whole life up as well. Like, I mean, there's been points in my life where um, I've jacked it all up. And, and that's the thing is that God's in the forgiven business. You know, if we understand that, like it's, it, we try to do things so much on our own, man, because we, we, a lot of it again, comes down to education. We don't know any better. And so, you know, when, when, it, like you was talking about, you know, the way that you talk to yourself, right? Like the Bible says, you know, there's, there's death and life in the tongue, right? So you got to be careful of like, what is it that you speak? You hear all these things growing up, right? right? Like your wish is my command, but then it's like, what are you actually like commanding your, your life to be? That's right. Because if you sit around in 
well, this could have happened this way, or damn, I can't believe this happened to me, or, you know, any of those things that we probably, we've all done at some point in our life, there's just no benefit to that. Now, look, if something really shitty happens, I do think that maybe you need to sit in it for about 10 minutes, maybe 15, and be miserable, but then pick your ass up at that 16th minute and move on, because it's over. It's in the past. There's nothing you can do to change that. And it doesn't really serve you to live in that space. Yeah. So one of, so one of the things that I really agreed with that I, for me, whenever I heard it, it just made sense. It was when Tony Robbins, he said, whatever we focus on, we're going to feel more of. And again, we, like you were talking about your mind can, you can focus on shit or you can focus on like sunshine and rainbows, right? Like you can go either way you want to go. And it's, it's up to you. God gave us this thing called free will. It's up to us to understand that we are the masters creators of our life. And we have the power to design our life by design, not by default. But that comes with, I like to go on this no negativity diet. You know, it's again, it's no secret. We live in such a negative environment, right? Sometimes you feel so disempowered, all of these different emotions. But I really think that if we just recognize our power today and we really step into it and we don't shy away from it and we realize that... I guess it goes down to as well, like that you're always manifesting, you know, good yeah. or bad. You can all, you can manifest something good or you can manifest something really bad. And like, I do agree with what you said though. One of my secret powers is my feelings. You know, I'm, I'm a very sensitive guy. And I think that's actually a superpower. Like a lot of times people try to like something will go shitty wrong and then they'll just try to wipe it off as fast as possible. Like I'm, I agree with what you said, like to feel it for a second, to feel it. Yeah. Cause I'm also a firm believer. People make mistakes. Just don't make the same mistake twice. Like if you make the same mistake twice, that means, okay, you didn't learn the first time, but like every, it, making mistakes is part of being a human, you know, but it's like, do we learn from the, from the mistakes, from the way that we talk to ourselves, our inner dialogue, all of those things. Right. And also just start to just kind of segue, like for me, when I start putting better information in, when I start reading more, right. And, and not watching TV. Right. But actually reading like good information that can like, like self-help books and that kind of thing. My life went to a whole nother level. So you mentioned Tony Robbins, which, you know, special, special place in my heart for that dude, because, you know, I got to say, you know, in, in 2018 is when I went to my first, um, my first, uh, I guess you would call it conference, seminar, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, and it was, uh, it was just amazing. I mean, I came out of there realizing how badly I had fucked my bit, my my business up that I had just lost. I didn't realize I was the chokehold. I was the reason that business failed. I wasn't the whole reason, but I was a lot of that reason. And I got to be honest, I'm like, that's a lesson that's been hard to swallow, but it was, it had to happen that way for me to get to where I am now. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think the thing that really matters is, is shifting gears. You know, where do you go from here? Right. Like that's, that's what's made the biggest difference in my life. Like I'm human, man. I've made a lot of mistakes, but how, how fast can I shift that gear into something that's going to serve me instead of sitting there just spinning my wheels? Um, and I think that's, that's, that's important. Cause like, I see a lot of people, they'll, they, they go through something, right? Like, Cause that's, it's like what Mike Tyson says, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Right. And life's going to, don't you, but it's going to, especially if you have a dream, especially if you want to, create something for your life the universe is going to test you you know it's got to to see if you really are serious about what you want so what the main thing is is when you do go through those things to understand that that's actually that's a good that's a read like 
that's the fire that's burning within that's recreating that's molding you that's shaping you and guiding you to honestly your highest self yeah i agree dude and and listen sometimes that you know that voice that tells you or that gut feeling that you get that you need to you know that you do need to make you know go start that business or you need to make that leap of faith you get some you gotta trust that because you know i don't know if a lot of people know this but you know the second brain is considered your, your gut microbiome, right? And if that, if you're getting that gut feeling, like we always hear about, there's some validity to that. There's something that you need to pay attention to if you get that feeling, yeah. whether, whether it's good or bad. Yeah. Well, too many people, they, 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 they would rather, you know, it's, it's, it's all about what we focus on. Again, it goes back to what do we focus on? What, what you focus on grows. That's right. Yeah, good or bad, right? And 100%. you know, yeah, dude. So, um, so Jack, let me ask you this: What? Um, so, after Porsche, first of all, like you crushed it at Porsche. I still want you to tell the story of how you got. I want to say it's your first Porsche, but I could be wrong. Yeah. So, great question. So, I was at the. Uh, I'm working at the dealership, right? And my boss, I had a boss named Kenny. He was a great guy. He saw something in me. He saw something in me. He saw that I was doing my thing with social media. He began to give me crazy access. He began to give me like, the, he literally would just like the key machine would be right there. And he would just be like, whatever car you want, you could literally take it, go somewhere in LA, take pictures, make us, make us nice content. And I'm like, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm at this time, I'm like 23, 24 years old. So I'm like, yo, like this is the dream, you know? I'm driving through the streets of LA in a $200,000 car, right? Bumping some music, right? Like everybody's looking at me. I'm like, yo, I made it, right? Like I, it, was, it was a real amazing experience. And so I'm sitting there and then, my, and then his belief in me as well, like he, he really believed in me, like to the point where he, he even put his butt on the line for me several times. And that's how I became the youngest brand ambassador is like literally like he's, he was sitting there and, and he, I don't know, like they, they just basically like whenever that person bought the car, they were like, blown away they, they they were like dude like how, how how are you doing this you know how are you doing this? i was like facebook instagram i pull them out i pull out my page i had a page called fast porsche cars i didn't even brand the the dealership i branded just the cars because i knew one thing that i knew is i knew that like with porsche like the people that love porsches like they're fanatics right like you said if people got one porsche they got 10 porsches like that's how people are with porsches and so i'm sitting there at porsche and i'm i'm, I'm learning so much as well about exclusivity like brands like value value right like because value, that's also the thing is like when, when I look back at it, I, I learned some really amazing lessons that I also want to teach to people. And I learned something that, you know, when I was selling those cars, you know, Toyota and a Porsche, you know, both, both are cars. They both get you from A to B. But one is just branded in a way that is, you know, more sexy, right? Like that's what people want. People want the Porsche, right? And so it's just that's the thing that I see is that a lot, especially in today's world, especially with the Internet, is a lot of people don't recognize their power. And so luckily my, 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 my buddy at the you know, dealership, he says, I think you should start a marketing agency. And again, I'm doing really well for myself. I'm living in LA. I'm, I'm living my dream. Like, honestly, like I'm happy. And I don't know though as well. Like I've always been again, like that dreamer. Like when I get something in my brain, like it, it can't, I can't just shut it off. Yeah. And, and that's a good thing. I'm glad that I'm that way. Um, I'm, I'm what you call obsessed. Like that's how I really am. Like if I get an idea and I, especially if I write it down, I'm like, okay, how do we get this? How do we make this a reality? How do we execute? And, you know, it's interesting. It just, it, when you realize it, man, like when you start a marketing agency, you know, I, I didn't know anything really about marketing. Like everything I learned, I've learned like literally in real time. And so I'm like, 
you know, will this, will this work? You know, cause this was at a time before kind of like people had social media marketing agencies. And, and I was like, will this work, you know? And so I started going around to other car lots. I started going around to other high end, like jewelry stores, those kind of things. And, uh, and I'm like, Hey, like, you know, I'd love to like give you some marketing, you know, tips and, and some, some guidance. And at that time, everybody's like looking at me. And again, I'm pulling up in a Porsche because at that time I had bought a Porsche, literally very nice Porsche turbo. I'm pulling up and they're looking at me and they see me in the car, but they're still like, they're still just like hesitant. They're like, they're like, no, like we're good. Like, you know, somebody in our family does that. And I'm like, man, like, I think you're I, like, you know, I think you're missing out, but okay. And then finally I tell them, I say, listen, I believed in myself so much. Cause I was like, I, I don't know. I just, I also wanted to kind of learn right along the way. And I, and I was willing to just kind of not take no. For an answer and i just remember one day i'm sitting there and and, and they, everybody had told me no up to this point of like they want to buy the marketing and i was like okay and then literally i just one day i just say you know what i'm sitting at this this high-end exclusive uh jewelry company and i'm like tell you what i'll i'll run your i'll run your stuff for you know a uh, thousand bucks you know you pay me a thousand bucks if you're happy if you're not happy i'll give you the money back after 30 days and they look at me and their eyes got all wide you know like they're like okay like He's willing to, I guess, like, you know, he's put it, willing to put his ass on the line. So I was like, let's go. And, um, and then I, they ended up making like $60,000 off of the Instagram. And so their, their mind was blown. Their mind was blown. And they're like, they call me back in the office, you know, they're like, hey, uh, you're really good at that marketing thing. Like, um, how, how much for you to come down here a few more days, you know, a week? And I'm like, well, 10 grand, you know, and, and, they, and, they, and they pulled 10 grand out and they gave me 10 grand. And I was like, yo, like, what, what is the chances, right? And so then I just started realizing so many, so much opportunity, right. In the marketing space. And, but again, that's why I also, I kind of got away from like high end, like people, because I also saw there was like a, a super need for like entrepreneurs, people that are just starting out that need that they don't, maybe they don't have the revenue, but maybe they have the idea. And so maybe sometimes as well, we just need, I think that's the thing for me that's made the biggest difference is like, I've always had the people to like push me and that's made a big difference in my life. And so if I can provide that for other people, you know, then that's what I'm after. And that's what we're trying to create over here at Fansplan is just really uh, empowering people through the structure of which we've done things. Because we're just living in a day and age where I think that, you know, people have to wake up. People have to wake up and realize, you know, and people don't want to wake up. And we have to wake up and realize our power with this smartphone. You know, the smartphone has created an opportunity. It's a hammer. And so the, the, the harder that you use that hammer, the more the, basically your brands can grow. Now, again, doing things in the right order is everything. I find that a lot of people have great brands What I because I've coached a lot of people now. And so I've seen that like even some high-end like influencers, like they have great brands, people know their name, but they don't actually monetize their brand. They don't actually know how. And so, or, or maybe they do, but they don't, they don't know how to do it on a full level scale other than maybe a t-shirt or a hat. And it's like, there's so many options, especially nowadays that we're getting into with this digital space. There's so many options for a person to basically take an idea and turn it into cash flow. Yeah, uh, 100%. I mean, like, we're in a time right now that I really think there's so much opportunity, dude. Like, I really do believe there's so much opportunity if you have the awareness to pay attention. Yeah, awareness is key. I mean, it all comes down to a level of awareness, and it also comes down to raising your standards. You know, we've been, again, we've been told this lie from the Instagrams, from the Facebooks to, to give them their data, to give them, you know, their, all the content for free, all of these things. Like, you know, what, like everything, cause again, everybody, everything's information exchange. We're living in the information age and in the internet age. And so we, you know, the, the thing is that people also have to understand is 
you know, even in a pandemic, you know, consumerism is at an all-time high on, on online. I mean, the people that were affected the least were the people that were online during the pandemic. And so you've got to get your butt to online and you've got to start to begin to build online because that's also another thing that I would want to convey to your audience is that there's so much money that hasn't came down the turnpike yet through the digital space, uh, through the subscription business model, through all of these different things that are, you know, and that's not my, this is not my even say. There's articles that support this from Harvard, Stanford Business School, all of these different universities out there have published articles that saying that the future is subscription. Yeah, so um, I know that there's several, so Patreon, that's one way to do it, right? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not super familiar with how that works, but I know, well, maybe you can explain it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very, you know, again, when I, before I went out and invested, you know, my money into building something, I looked around and seen what was out there. And I, and I actually, that guy's name is Jack too. And the guy that owns that company. And so the founder of the company, so he, uh, one of the things I, I found some, some videos, some old videos on YouTube from him. And he was just talking about some of the mistakes that they had made. And he said, one of the biggest mistakes that they had made is they hadn't allowed basically their creators to sell products. They had allowed digital products to be sold but they had never, and, and subscriptions, but they had never allowed like physical products. And so they missed a huge opportunity. And when I heard that, you know, alarm bells went off. And I'm like, you know what, let's add that to the list, you know? And so that's, yeah. that's what I see. I see, you know, there's, there's a lot of different sites out there that are subscription based, but I think that there's there, as far as what we're building over here at Fansplant, we are really giving people that, that opportunity to take nothing from nothing to something. Right. Which, which it was really hard to do. Like, it's, again, like you can pre-sell on Fansplant, for example, let's say you want to write a book. You can pre-sell the book. Like, that's pretty cool. You know, you, let's say you want to write, make t-shirts. You can pre-sell the shirts. Like, however you want to do it because at the end of the day, you're the business owner. So it's all, right. all going to rely on you to get it done, right? But we wanted to put the power back in your hands. Now, is that through ads or is it like if you if I were going to sell a physical product, let's just take, you know, whatever, my bottle of water here. I want to sell that on fans plan. How would I do that? That's a great question. So we have a marketplace. And the cool part about it is, is that, again, because of my marketing background, I saw, again, the huge need to get away from the ads like world. Like, again, that's a big business. That's why Facebook is worth as much as they are. Again, I could do that. But I don't want to do that. I really, again, I really am all about building a community. And I, I believe that if we, again, just empower people, we're not going to need to do that. And so what I really feel is that um, with, with what we're doing, like we have a, basically a marketplace. And so let's say that you post that water on the marketplace. There's like a little check that you can just check and it says post to the timeline. When you post that, everybody on Fansplan in real time will see that post. And so basically it's free marketing for you. Everybody will see it? Everybody will see it. So, so not like 5%, 3%, 100%. 100% open algorithm. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. So kind of like, you know, similarly to Clubhouse, like it's, granted, there's no monetization necessarily on Clubhouse yet, but, well, I mean, not for physical products, but we've seen how this has grown. I mean, yeah. it's, it's grown astronomically. And how is Clubhouse helped you, and by the way, soon we're going to take some questions on Clubhouse, but yeah, so I just want to ask you, like, what, what is Clubhouse in particular, how has it helped you with fans? Like, it had to have helped, right? It had to have. Yeah, so great question. Great question. There's a little bit of a lag, but there's a great question. Um, you know, for me, 
you know, it's all about the community. Again, I go back to that over and over again, over again. It's what, what Clubhouse has been able to do for us is just amplify our voice, right? Just like it's doing for everybody. And it's really allowing people to know that we, we've got, you know, some things going on and, and that they, they want to be a part of it. And so it's really helping us. It's really taking our things to the next level. And um, just building that awareness. You know, I think that awareness is key on anything that you want to do. And that's pretty much what we're doing. Absolutely, dude. So, um, yeah, I did notice that we were having a little bit of lag there. So I went ahead and turned video off because of that reason. So I love this, Jack. This has been, you know, I've really been looking forward to this. You know, you and I have talked several times, but this has been absolutely amazing. And so now, Jack, I want to take some questions from the audience in Clubhouse. So, um, so the way this works is, since we are recording, um, we're, I'm going to go ahead and listen, if there's anybody in the audience that wants to come up, ask a question to Jack or myself, if you want, uh, now is your opportunity. So if you want to raise your hand and come up and ask Jack a question about fans plan, ask Jack a question, ask him about anything you want. Um, now is your opportunity. And so Jack, you know, where do you see clubhouse going? Like, do you yeah so that's an interesting question where do you see it going great question i, I think that clubhouse and again you know if the world returns back to normal i think that the clubhouse is going to is going to it's definitely going to shift but i think that again because of how because of how realness the, again I, for me i'm all about real people and i think that that's what i love about clubhouse is like when you when you're talking to people on clubhouse you can i don't know you just can communicate it's like in real time right we're communicating in real time and i think because of this I think there's an, a tremendous opportunity because it, it's, it is, it's, it's unlike any other social media platform out there. And, and I can say that, and I'm, you know, I own my own social media platform and I really, and it really is very unique in the way that it's all audio. Right. And, and I think that there, I think there's a space for it. I mean, I think this is kind of proved that there is a space for it because I think that it, it, it amplifies people's voice. You know, my whole thing is also just amplifying people's voice, right? Like helping people recognize that they have a voice. And I think that clubhouse is showing people that they have a voice. 100% it is. And it's interesting because I got to be honest, dude, like I, my speaking has gotten better because of Clubhouse. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So there uh, with, with Clubhouse, you know, I, mean, I remember the first time I got on there, you know, my hands are sweaty, my palms were sweaty, you know, and it's like, you know, just because, I mean, we had a room, you know, and then we, we I'm like, man, this is pretty cool, you know, like, wow you know but like you said yeah i mean i host a room every night on there and so for me it really it, to me as well it's just really added tremendous value of just like really creating and, and also seeing in real time people people's growth right like sometimes that's also hard to hard to measure through like other social media platforms but i feel like on clubhouse because you're hearing from them on a daily basis it's like you're able to kind of like see their growth like and that really excites me yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I agree, dude. I, you know, I really have enjoyed, um, I've enjoyed the time that I've had on Clubhouse. I really have, and, and I think it's made a massive, I mean, I, for me, I mean, it's, I, I, I mean, I've picked up clients on Clubhouse. I mean, I think that's probably obvious. Most people have. And honestly, I think that some people maybe even went from zero to hero really fucking quick on Clubhouse. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Well, it, you know, it get, it gives people a voice, and you know, and there's and that's what people that's what people are looking for that right now more than ever. You know, they 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 feel that their voice has been hurt, and then this is coming. You know, this comes along and it really amplifies people's voice. That's what we need more of. That you know, I, I believe that we need more of that because again. I, it allows for the conversation. It allows for different opportunities to arise for people that people may not know about, you know? And so that's what I also like. I, again, I, I go back to the same thing I say about fans playing, you know, information changes situations. And so if you can get the information from the people that need it to the people that got it, or for the people that's got it, that the people that need it, I mean, it's, it's golden. I think that's why there's, there's always going to be a place for clubhouse. I believe that's why. Yeah, I agree. So do you, so I did just want to ask you one or two more last questions before we wrap up. But here, my biggest question is, like, do you have, I'm sure you've entertained some sort of audio function on fans plan if it's not already there, right? Yeah, so we have it. So we, if you go into the messages part of fans plan, there's an audio video capability. Basically, kind of like what we're on here, we could actually do this podcast through uh, uh, fans plan, but then you would actually be able to uh, charge for it. Let's say, let's say that you charge, you know, you send me a bill and I have to pay the bill or vice versa. It's pretty cool. We, we just, our whole thing was making it monetization, really giving people back that power, you know? Absolutely. Because I, you know, unless you, you know, because as we both know, I mean, unless you run ads, even if you do run ads on either Facebook or Instagram, you may or may not, you know, it may or may not work, right? I mean, you've got a really, you're, you've got a marketing background. You know that if you don't drill down to the exact person that you need to be talking to, there's a slight chance, maybe a great chance, that you're not going to, your ad is going to fall into deaf ears. Yeah, 100%. Well, again, you know, one of the things about marketing and attention and all that stuff that I've learned is I've learned that, you know, money follows attention, you know? The better that you can get somebody's attention, the more money you'll make, you know? And I think that Clubhouse, Fans Plan, all of these platforms, they're doing a great job of helping people get more attention. And that's what people need. People just, one of the things that I started learning as well, I'm writing a book about it, as it's just, um, you know, understanding the day and age that we're living in and really kind of gamifying it, right? Like reverse engineering it to understand that there's 744 hours in a normal 31 day month. And so how do you use those hours? Do you do you leverage the internet? You know, if you leverage the internet, let's say you're making a dollar 35 every hour for the whole month. Well, now you just made a thousand bucks. Let's say you made $40 an hour. Now, now you just made $30,000 in a month. We got to also just change the way that we kind of look at the way that money's to be made on the internet. Cause I think there's a great opportunity that people can kind of understand that we, we now date nowadays online, you have so much leverage. Again, if you can get like, if you host a clubhouse room, right. About whatever it is that your topic is, whatever that is that you like to do, you're going to you're going to you're going to find your crowd. If you have a podcast and you start talking about your podcast and you start bringing on guests, people are going to resonate with it. You know, I think that's also the thing that I learned along my path is the sooner that you, you know, share your message, share your calling, share your your story, the sooner that basically um, the universe will respond to that. Like, I guess that's the way that I would put that is like there, there's so much opportunity that people just don't understand from being themselves. You know, I think that there's so much around just being yourself online, right? Because look, look, authenticity, we hear this word thrown around all the time, or transparency. And, 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 and where I think I struggle on social is like, I don't, like, am I a normal person? I mean, I think I'm fairly normal. 
Um, do I do things that are weird? Yeah, absolutely. Do I share all of them? I don't. But maybe I should. I don't know. Like, I don't really know where the line is where you share or not share, right? And let me just give you a quick example. So, Andy Priscilla is one of actually Miami and Callie's mentors, right? Him and Ed Milet were in the RK Syndicate. And Andy said one day on his uh, podcast that he got shit on his hand from he was on the toilet and he wiped and he got shit on his hand. I would never share something like that. But Andy shared it. And like, so it makes me wonder like, am I supposed to be sharing stuff like that? Or do I keep stuff like that to myself? Because I don't know I'd be comfortable sharing that. <laughs> you know, I, I think that transparency is key, man. When you're when you want to build an audience. I think that the more that you can share, the more that they realize that you're human, the more that they're going to be attracted to what you're trying to say. You know, it's like nobody wants, you know, nobody wants to be sold anything. You know, people want to, they want to learn. They want to be, they want to be taught. They want to be shown the way, you know, we're, we all want to be students really is what it comes down to. And so if you, if you show that you're, you know, that you're a human, right? Like the people are going to resonate with that. And I think that's the thing for me that I, I share a lot of my story. And the reason why I share a lot of my story is just like to empower people really to like, to understand that, you know, maybe whatever you see in me is inside of you, you know, and that we all go through things. It's just a matter of, again, what is the story that you tell yourself when it happens, right? Where do you go from there? And that's why I use the little emoji, the rocket all the time, because I just believe as well, if we just strap in and we just fo put our focus on a target and go, I think good things start to happen for us. So, all right, so Jack, I do have one last question for you. And so I have to ask, like, you you were offered a million-dollar investment in the fans' plan, and you turned it down. I, I'd love for you to share with the audience a little bit about where your train of thought was on that and what made you say, you know what, I'm just going to do this shit all on my own. I don't need anybody's money. Yeah. So luckily for me, I got good people in my ear, um, you know, and – it goes back to my girl, you know, Rachel, you know, Rachel Lynch, um, you know, we, with the time, you know, we're, we're, we're doing really well. And, and, you know, we, we, we had this idea and, and we were, we were approached by a really influ highly influential person. And they said, you know, Hey, we'd like to, you know, I had, I was doing some marketing for them for just out of the kindness of my heart, because what they were, what their cause was, I just wanted to help. And they took an interest in me because they were like, man, nobody does what nobody gives away stuff for free. Right. And I've just always been that way. I've always just give, 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 and then people get interested, right? And so, you know, he reaches out. He says, you know, I'm going to come to Miami. And he comes to Miami, he meets with us, and he's and all this stuff. And he says, I'd like to offer you a million dollars. And at the time, I'm like, man, that sounds great. Let's get a million dollars, right? Like, let's go. And, and luckily, Rachel, I don't know, Rachel's like, I, I think that I'm a visionary, but I think Rachel in her right sense is a visionary as well. And she just says, like, hey, Jack, like, listen, I don't think you need it. And at the time, I'm like, you know, like I'm looking at the money that we're making and I'm like, no, nah, we I think we need it, you know. And um, it's crazy. Like when we turn that down, when we turn it down, something inside of me, the belief also just like amped up and my income ramped up. Everything just started just it was like the universe just started like responding to me and just give me exactly what I needed to make it happen. And so I'm like, then I'm blown away. You know, I'm like, wait, this is going to be a reality, you know, and then. Uh, yeah, we, we turned it down. We, we launched a product. We launched, like I said, we launched about one year ago now. And uh, we've, we've also turned down another investor, I guess, about two months ago in February. We turned down another investor for $2 million. 
Um, you know, my thing is, is that I'm not really looking for investors. I'm not just looking for money. I'm really looking for strategic partnerships of like, like people that are actually going to help me like bring the vision all the way to where I really want to take it. And that kind of goes into what you asked earlier, you know, about would I ever sell out that kind of thing? Like, no, like for me, again, it's, I want to really create something that's generational and something that is a legacy. And I be, just because I believe it ain't never been done before. And I believe there's a real opportunity if, if you know, God willing, I believe there's a real opportunity to really empower people and therefore create a massive movement of, you know, thought leaders. And then that, what's that going to do to the globe? What's it going to do to the globe whenever we have people that are really, you know, they've had these ideas in their head for years and now they're able to make the monetize it. Now they're getting, now they're getting money. Now they're helping their communities. Now they're helping what they, what they feel called to help. And I think that's, that's the thing, man. It's like, for me, when I've looked around, like money's always inspired me, but I've also been kind of like, I've always wanted to like, man, just like, I see so many needs, you know, and when you see so many needs, it's also like, it, my, I'll say this to your audience, you know, my life started to change when I took my eyes off myself and I just started to put it on other people and helping other people and just really just showing up for other people. And so that's why also like, if you have a dream, if you want to help people, like just go for it because, and it's kind of like the old Oprah Winfrey analogy, like Oprah built her audience one person at a time, you know? And I think there's, that's, there's a lot to be said to that with social media, right? Like a lot of people think, man, I got to have millions of followers to, to make money. I don't, Jack, I only have a hundred followers. Well, believe it or not, I've actually helped people make lots and lots of money with very little people. And so it's more important about where are we actually leading the people to? Where are we actually leading the people to? Because again, it kind of goes back to, you know, without a vision, my people perish. And so we got we to gotta, we gotta give, give people a vision so that people feel empowered, so that people can understand that they're powerful in today's world. That's right, dude. And, and that's such a good point and a great, uh, I think a great stopping point that, you know, you have to build, you have to cast that vision so big that they can see themselves inside of it, right? You have to be the one that, that, that casts this amazing vision so people can see themselves inside of it and see how they can help you and they will be i think people want to be on your team i think they want to help you because there's not a ton of people right now that have the same mindset the same heart as you do and i think that's super important and i commend you for that dude because you know that's i, I right now it's needed so bad it's needed so bad yeah. So, I mean, again, we, we live in this time, man, where you, so many people have the information and then there's, there's the other, other side of the people that don't have the information. They don't have the resources. They don't have what they need. And, you know, for me as being a human being, you know, like first and foremost, like I, I find it my responsibility to, to really bridge the gap, to really give people hope, you know, and to really um, empower, you know, I use that word a lot, but it's, it's really true. Like, I think that we're living in a day and age where, we've been sold a lie and we got to recognize it. And we got to realize that we have all the power within us. This smartphone has connected us all around the world and to really just step into it, to not shy away from it. Right. Like, I think that's also the thing right now is that they really want people to just sit down. Right. And I think we need people to really stand up and really to be, be the leaders that we so desperately want to see in the world. Yeah, dude, I agree with you. And, you know, yeah, I agree with everything that you said. And, and I think, this is an opportunity. Listen, at the end of the day, people just, what most people, 
if you're down on your luck or you've had, you know, you took a loss, the, only, the biggest thing right now is people just need to win. One good win, Jack, and that can change people's lives. I know for me, when I get a win, it fires me up. I'm ready to go. But I needed that first win to get rolling. And I would encourage anybody that's maybe feeling like I just described, maybe feeling like they're maybe that that the other shoe dropped and and there's not hope. You just need to get a win. You need to get one win under your belt. And I promise you shit will turn around. Yeah. So I'm glad that you have the platform that you have in order to give people that. And this is what I think that you're giving. I think you're giving people opportunity to organically fucking win. Yeah, 100%. I mean, my thing is, if you have hope, you have everything, right? No hope, no, no, it's going to be rough, right? And so for me, it's all about, you know, how do I show people that there is still hope, that they do still have their power, that they still are connected. We all are connected. And really, it's like you said, you know, again, I think so many times because I coach so many people, I started to see that, again, sometimes in life, all we need is just a push. Like, really, we, sometimes we just need to push. We need somebody that believe in us. Like some people have believed in me. We need people. And when, when you have that, man, your whole life starts to open up. Your belief levels start to expand. You're, you're basically, you know, Bob Proctor, he calls it a paradigm shift. You, you start having a paradigm shift of, well, heck, man, I, I think I can do this. It becomes a, you know, let's do it. And then once, they, once you realize that, it's, it's really just making those small adjustments to make the biggest change. I think that so many people, they try to make those amazing adjustments and they're like you know even myself in the beginning right like moving all the way across the country like that, that's a massive adjustment i think sometimes as well we just have to make little subtle adjustments like we just sometimes you just need to make subtle adjustments because it's like if me and you are out on the lake and we adjust the motor in the back of the boat just a little bit to the left or a little bit to the right well we're going to end up in a completely different location and so you got to realize that sometimes in life it's again it's just making those subtle adjustments that can really you know impact your life change your life change the direction of your life i tell people that all the time early on in my life I had no real direction because i wasn't even reaching for my potential and so what i would tell somebody out there is just reach for your potential because you don't know what your potential is not even i know what my potential is not even you know what your potential is how will we know until we step into it that's right you know it's kind of like the, it's it's kind of like um uh, the guy that broke the four minute mile, right? And nobody had run a four minute mile until what's his name? I don't know his name, but I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, I, exactly I, can't, talking about. I can't think of it either. But, you know, all we needed to see as human beings is that one guy to break that record. And I think it was like six weeks later, like 14 other people broke the record. Ro uh, Roger Bannister. That's it, Roger Bannister. He yeah. has, so there's a, there, he has a quote and I really I want to read this quote because this quote is, I think it's really impactful. He said, however ordinary each of us may seem, we are all in some special way special and can do things that are extraordinary, perhaps until then even thought impossible. And I've always, I've, when I heard that quote, I said, man, that's, that's so true. You know, like we don't know what our limits are, you know, and I think so many times as well, we try to put ourselves into a box. We tend to look at other people and compare ourselves. I think that's the biggest also, I want to drive that point home to your, your, your audience is like, don't compare yourself, right? Because there's magic inside of you. And comparison is like the ultimate robbery of all your joy. It'll just take it all out of you. And so you, don't compare yourself. Don't compare your journey to anybody else. Realize that you're special, you, you're unique, and that you have magic inside of you. And to just step into it, don't, don't, don't step out of it, step into it. Absolutely. And so I, I you know, you, 
I can't not share um, a little bit about that. So I went and I, I did uh, a couple of ayahuasca journeys in 2020. And that was one of the things that on that first one, I was throwing my guts up, looking around the circle or looking around like the little area. And I was wondering, like, people are crying, people are laughing, people are flailing around, people are puking. And I'm looking around and I'm like, I feel pretty normal. What the hell? Like, this must not be working. And then it was like a bolt of lightning came down and said, stop comparing yourself to everybody here. You're not here for them, dude. You're here for you. You don't even know these people. And that conversation was almost identical to what I just said. Like, it was, Jack, the light came on, dude. And I was like, I've been doing this all my life. Yeah, well, so many of us are guilty of it. You know, we all compare ourselves to to the, the Joneses, right? And the people that we think, oh man, look at them. They're, they've got everything. And it really robs you of today, right? Because, you know, that's the thing as well. My stepdad, you know, I have a stepfather and, you know, one of the things that he made a big difference in my life is he told me, he said, if you take care of today, tomorrow will take care of itself. And I started to really live that. I started to really live my life as a prayer, right? Every day when I pray, I pray like I never prayed before. Every day I pray, I pray with the belief that it could be a breakthrough. I think there's also something to be said about that is like, for me, I just wake up every day and I try to expect miracles. When you try to expect miracles, you try to expect good things to happen, good things happen. For many years of my life, I, I would always focus on the negative and I got negative. And so for, a, for one of the things that made a big difference in my life was making that shift and to really just empower myself instead of disempower myself and to really just say, you know what, how do you know what you can do until you go out here and do it? And again, it's only crazy until it happens to you. That's right, dude, 100%. Well, so Jack, I just got to say, man, this has been such an amazing conversation. I really appreciate you spending the time with us today and telling the audience your story because I think it's really important. And I believe that what you're creating with Fans Plan is going to be the future. So I'm super excited to be a part of that, dude. And so thank you very much. Corey, thank you so much for having me on your show. I hope your audience got some good value. Hopefully they can take some notes and they'll really impact their life. Because for me, again, it's just, it's not been these, these, it's just a simple process. It's just the way that we live our life on a daily basis, right? Putting your best foot forward every day, 1% better every day, showing up a little bit better than you did yesterday. It's only you versus you. Recognize that, love yourself, embrace yourself. Give yourself a hug maybe as well, you know, give yourself a hug that, Hey, you're, you know, one thing I know about you is you're undefeated of all the bad days that life has ever tried to throw at you. And so that means that God also ain't done with you. So just keep going, man. Keep doing your thing as well. Keep shining a light, keep being bright, man. Cause people are watching. People are always inspired, man. You just never know who's watching. That's right. Well, thank you, brother. I appreciate you and have a good day, my man. You too, Bob. Thank you. If you took anything away from this podcast, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and go check out some other episodes on SuccessfulLifePodcast.com. This is the Successful Life. Thank you for tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, greatness is a journey, not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at coreybarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.